On to daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, every day. Uh, guys, look, f- tremendous week. Uh, Browns win. You guys listen. I'll continue to bust my butt and put out quality content. Um, it has not. What have we seen this week? This week we have seen the largest episode ever of Locked On Browns. Uh, to uh, Monday we had the largest day ever of Locked On Browns. Today, Friday, actually eclipsed as the largest day ever on Locked On Browns, in which is closing out the largest month ever. Guys, the support, the appreciation, uh, the following of the show, the subscribers, uh, the retweets, everything you guys do, it, it, it means a ton to me. And look, I'm gonna keep. I'm just gonna continue to work hard, get you guys the best guests that we can continue to do. Uh, iTunes ratings, reviews, as always, guys. Please keep up with those. This is your pregame tailgate edition here of Locked On Browns as we head on down to Houston to play the Houston Texans on Sunday. Uh, Pete Smith going to join here. We kind of going to keep this pregame post thing going because, you know, as we like to joke with each other as the games start to unfold Sunday, we seem to be nailing these pregame shows uh, well to this point. Uh, Pete, uh, how's everything going? Uh, you know, Look, still riding the high, but Sunday, now this is going to be the test here Sunday because Houston isn't just a one-side-of-the-ball show. Houston can get it done on both sides of the ball. Obviously, eight straight wins. That does not happen by accident. Litmus test, barometer check, see where you're at here Sunday. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is, is, and we talked about this on the last postgame show, is is everything feels like a different little threshold they're getting through. Uh, you know, the Ravens beating a divisional opponent and a team that could potentially find themselves in the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals uh, beating a team, you know, on the road, uh, a divisional opponent and, and, and the stuff that comes with that. Uh, and now Houston is a team that's, you know, eight and three, has won eight in a row, you know, obviously in, in, in a good position to make the postseason. Uh, and, and as opposed to some of these other teams that they've been showing very well against, their team that plays defense. And the Browns, you know, other than the Ravens game uh, earlier in the year, they haven't really played a team that has played really good defense and sort of shown out. And it's more than just. Can they beat them? It's now can can the offense, which has been, you know, incredible the last couple of weeks, is can that offensive explosion sort of keep going, and can they sort of carry that over and and and, and you know really put it on a team or you know to the extent that they win, uh, that, that can uh, make plays that does have superstars on defense that does have sort of a, a reputation of being a consistent uh, week in and week out defense. Yeah, and that's the thing, because, uh, I mean, a number one here, but now it's it's a road game again. So, look, I mean, you still have your worries here uh, over everything is going to travel, the offense, the defense, obviously, like it did in Cincinnati. What it shows you is that Cincinnati better just pull the plug on everything. There was a team, you know, on the ropes waiting to get knocked the hell out, and they did it. Houston, this is the reverse opposite. Um, and, look, down in Houston, they look at themselves as the top of the AFC South, and they're going to be one of these teams of, well, you know, you know, you can do that to some other teams. We still think you're Cleveland. Come in here and prove it. We've got our game. And, I mean, you lose a guy like Will Fuller, eh, just bring in Demarius Thomas. Why not? We'll ride that train out. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Deshaun, what he can do with his with his legs. Um, you know, and we'll get into it defensively, but those guys are just a sick bunch of units. I mean, if you, you know, as much as we all love Miles Garrett, they got at least two or three of those type of guys getting after the quarterback. I figure we'll start this year, uh, you know, since we're here, we'll start it on uh, offensively. Uh, the key here in the recent weeks has been getting it going early. 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you have to score on your first drive, but you at least got to flip the field on the first drive. You've got to get some sort of momentum going. Um, look, the first drives have been great the last couple of weeks. You know, I mean, the one Cincinnati, it was just absolute precision and beauty. And we'll get to see here because it seems like Freddie Kitchens is really making an effort to make this first drive of the game start out good, start out solid. And you're going to have to do that. And whatever you do, you got to try and keep this close. And you got to mix it up early because you cannot get in a situation where Clowney, Merciless, and Watt are just licking their chops knowing that you're going to have to throw the ball 35 to 40 times. Right. So I agree in the, in the sense that they, they, they definitely have to – the opening script is going to be – you know, important that there's no, there's no getting around that in general. I think so much about this, this from an offensive standpoint is going to be being patient and being able to accept when plays aren't there. Uh, and this is going to be big for Baker Mayfield in that Houston does is not a team that forces a lot of turnovers in terms of interceptions. No, but they are a team that that creates turnovers in the fact that they hit the quarterback and and they cause fumbles, uh, and 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 I think if 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 Mayfield gets in a situation against a team like the Texans where he holds onto the ball because he's trying to extend, I think he can get himself in trouble. The other part of that is I think you know if, if you feel too much pressure and you try to force things that aren't there, then you can get yourself in trouble that way. So. I agree. The, te- the the first drive is going to be important. I think setting that that early tempo is going to be important and sort of seeing how they want to exploit this team. I, I I would expect obviously running the ball and the screen game to try to upset and sort of uh, you know upset the timing of uh, of of the pass rush and, and those things and trying to get those the, the defensive backs sort of head on a swivel, keeping an eye on a lot of things. Uh, but that that to me is where this is going to be super important, and I don't think it's going to be a situation where you know you you feel like you have to score thirty some points to win. I, I think it's going to be a matter of scoring points that matter, keeping the ball out of the Texans' hands, yep. and not giving them reason to sort of to to sort of give them big opportunities to sort of capitalize and and play the game they want to play. And where Pete's going here with the screens, guys, we're not just talking the traditional stuff to Nick and Duke Johnson. You're going to have to mix in some bubble screens, some tunnel screens. Look, I mean, you got Landry who can kind of do that stuff. Callaway can kind of do that stuff. Even still, you know, use it with Njoku. This is stuff you're going to have to do because these guys, they're big. They're long. Like I said with Miles Garrett, they're similar. They're similar type of guys. And even still, though, if these guys, you know, if they get up the field early and Baker's got to step up, the other the secondary pass rushers do a great job of cleaning up the you know the messes that these guys make by getting the quarterback up. And look, Baker, you're going to have to be cognizant of the ball. It, look, I mean, I he he's got this love of trying to extend the play for as long as possible, and you don't really want to take that out of a guy necessarily. But look, man, if you got to toss a ball to whatever family members you got sitting there in Houston because the game's in Texas on a couple of plays to save yourself and live to fight another down. This is going to be the week he's going to have to do it because these guys, as long as they are, you're not necessarily always going to feel where they're coming from. And, you know, like you said, Pete, a lot of opportunities, you know, where they're going to create strip sacks, etc. Well, not only that, it's just there's some really, as you said, there's some really big dudes. Like these are the type of guys 
that hits you and you stay hit. So it, it, it's as much about what's best for the game as it is what's best for Mayfield in this. And, 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 I, and I think you know that could be frustrating for fans to watch to see him go, we got to get out of this play, it's not there. But I think overall, frustrating the Texans and, and keeping you know ending possessions in a kick is the best thing that can possibly happen. And look, if Greg Williams is true to form and they're you know they're getting fourth and shorts, I don't think they'll hesitate to to, to load up and, and pound the football and, and try to get some opportunities. But yeah, I, I don't think this is a situation where you're going to want to take stupid opportunities that does not mean they can't take shots down the field it's more a question of what's the smartest way to avoid uh the big play that's going to kill you in the short term like if you throw a pick trying to throw a deep ball to Callaway that's 40 some yards downfield certainly you don't want to do that but it you know if it works like a punt it's not the end of the world it's it's the sack fumble that gets picked up uh, but it, no different than last week, it's, you know, the, with the, the the snap that went over Dalton's head that he got injured on. You want to avoid those type of turnovers against this team. Those are the th- things that kill you because the Texans have not really blown anybody out. They play close, but it's a matter of capitalizing on an opportunistic defense and doing enough on offense. And it really, it's just keeping you guessing uh, where they can they can you know take control of a game. Yeah, I mean, and look, and, and Clowney and Watt, I mean, they're no, you know, they're no strangers to scoring touchdowns. And those are the ones, you know, that is, it's going to be crucial. And you got to step up and you got to get rid of it. Look, I mean, even if you're going to throw a ball at a receiver's feet, you know, live to get another down. Make sure you're not getting crushed because Baker Mayfield, that six foot 220, when you're talking six five, six six, and, you know, with Watt and Clowney, you're talking anywhere probably between 280 and 295. And these guys run like stinking deer. It's going to definitely be a, a you know you know make sure it, whatever happens six is walking out of the is walking out of the building regardless of what happens Sunday and getting on the bus just like everybody else in 100% intact. Guys, the uh, post uh, pregame tailgate show was brought to you tonight by mybookie.com. Uh, you know, guys, for betting advice, we'll always go through this. If you ask me advice on betting, I will give you my picks. But the one thing I will tell you is who you're betting with is almost as important as who you are betting on. That's why I will always recommend mybookie.com. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their website uh, and their mobile site is simple and easy to use. Guys, we have over 37 NFL shows on Locked On Network. These guys, you know, sponsored through them all. Credible. It's sustaining. They've been with us the entire season, so you know what kind of product you're getting with MyBookie.com. Uh, they have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is currently slammed with new membership. So, guys, create the uh, create your new account. After 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will get a free $25 just for doing that. That goes along with creating, uh, when you initially create your account, they will match your deposit 100%. So, 50 bucks, they give you 50, you get a free 25 if you do it after 7 p.m. Eastern. You got a buck 25 to roll into a weekend if that's what you choose to do. Promo code, capital L, LOCKED. Capital O on 25, no spaces, locked on 25. Visit MyBookie online today. That is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. MyBookie.com, you play, you win, you get paid. Now, Pete, we're going to shift it over here a little bit. Um, and look, you know, the defense here, you know, obviously, you know, everybody healthy. Uh, you know, Randall kind of went on, to, went back on the injury report today with a little bit of hamstring. I don't think anybody anticipates any issues there as far as him being there. Uh, so, you know, pretty much going at it. We get Terrence Mitchell back. It would be nice to have him this week. Um, first thing that comes at me, though, is, 
you got Nuke Hopkins, who is everything there is as a number one wide receiver in this league, and then you've got <laughs> you got Demarius Thomas over there at six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pounds, a, a real tough cover in himself. It's going to be interesting how Greg and the guys play this. Right. So DeAndre Hopkins is unique in that he's not super, super, super athletic, and he's not you know the biggest receiver these guys will see all season. He's just phenomenal as a route runner and he's not dropped one ball this season. If his hands get on it, he catches it. Um, that's obviously a challenge, uh, to deal with. Uh, but it's not the end of the world because if, if you look at sort of how the Houston Texans play, he sort of gets his win or lose. Yep. Uh, and it, and it's not like you know a game breaker. Certainly, you don't want him to go for 150 and three touchdowns. But it's not like you know if he gets you know almost 100 yards that it's going to be a loss. It, obviously, you've seen this with Julio Jones, uh, Antonio Brown didn't kill you, uh, those type of things. But to your to your question, the 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 things going to be interesting is this is where uh, this is another situation where TJ Carey could really show his value. Can we get, I said last night, can we get that Falcon game TJ Carey? Well, not only that, can can is he going to match up against Hopkins or are they going to say go ahead and, and and go against uh the other big guy who's not nearly as good in my opinion. I think he's incredibly lost overrated. Step. He's lost his step. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I mean he's never I mean look, he Peyton Manning, been, Peyton Manning, been, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton <laughs> Manning. Well, that, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, he was, he has been, he vanished since the Super Bowl. Like, he has not been heard from since. Um, and was it, it was early, he ran that crosser, and I think it was Cam Chancellor, knocked the daylights out of him, and it was about two minutes into the game, and it was like, all right, this puppy's over. Right, so, I, to me, I think Kerry on Hopkins is your best bet, and let, you know, and let Denzel Ward hopefully just just eliminate eliminate another threat um but you know we'll be I'll be curious to see how they they run that it's not like that Ward can't cover DeAndre Hopkins it's a matter of if you if you sort of watch where what the Texans tend to do Hopkins is the focal point he just is but it's the other guys that sort of kill you uh so if you limit Deshaun Watson to Hopkins is going to be the dude you're not going to get that's not going to be what kills you um so that 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 I'm very curious to see and and you know I don't anticipate this being a huge problem the other part about this and nobody wants I've been saying this since he was drafted uh and and the numbers play out in the NFL Deshaun Watson, because he does not have a super strong, overpowering arm, he throws a lot of balls that are at risk of being intercepted. And the Browns are a team that obviously thrives off turnovers. As much as DeAndre Hopkins is a just a beast, and they've got weapons that can make plays, this could also be a game where Deshaun Watson's lack of overwhelming arm, and certainly this game played in Houston, so it's not like weather's going to hurt him, that you could conceivably see him throw interceptions to a team that feasts on them and that kills them. That's the other part of this, which I'm sort of very curious to see how it plays out. Um, he, yeah, that is certainly a thing. And, you know, here's something else I brought up last night. Um, you know, 
we saw the you know Demarius Randall against Mike Evans in Tampa. Granted, obviously you you know you were down more guys at the time. Obviously you're a little bit more healthier now. The, the, there is that aspect, and you know, and look, Greg, and I, I believe with his son now, who who's getting you know kind of getting to cut his teeth here with this defense a little bit. There's some things you know that maybe he want. Do you do you think about you know maybe using a Randall and just saying, well, if it's Thomas on this side of the field and everybody else is over on the other side of the field, Demarius Randall should be able to handle. You know, Demarius Thomas. So there's that. Um, the, the other aspect is, is you know, I hope Greg doesn't go nuts with the blitzing here. But when we're talking about the pass rush here, it's not enough, Pete, just to get Deshaun Watson off his spot. You've got to get. If you're going to get there, you got to get home, and you got to get him. You cannot let him have his way where he can pick up another 70 yards rushing along with gashing you for 250 to 300 with his arm. Right, and I, I would think after last week and, and what Jeff Driscoll was able to do, uh, and just the nature of Deshaun Watson. Anyway, I'm guessing they spent a lot of this week on the scramble drill uh, and, and trying to make sure that they can avoid letting Deshaun Watson get outside the pocket and sort of cause a problem. Um, if you look at what Deshaun Watson has done this year in terms of what really has made him uh, an effective uh, player, it hasn't been him as a passer. It's been him as a dual threat. When he is able to sort of do a little bit of everything, uh, and they they can run the ball with their backs, and he can run the ball, and those things. That's really when he's at his most dangerous. If you can keep him in the pocket, and you're fo- forcing him to beat you with his arm. It's been a lot more difficult for that offense to move. It, 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 their offensive line is not very good, and that's a huge reason why. Yep. But if you can keep him in the pocket and keep him sort of predictable uh, and keep avoid what he's able to do, which is what makes him you know, a, a difficult defense, is that he can make you play 11-on-11 football. That's the problem. Now, the other part of that is when he does run, he has not shown – much ability to protect himself to this point. That's another area where it becomes critical for if he's going to go ahead and run, as he's clearly shown he likes to do, and you get the opportunity to hit him, you got to make a count. You have to make him want to think about what he just ran for, and is it worth it? Does he want to go ahead and do that again? Um, and, and I think that becomes a huge factor in this. And certainly, you know, with, with the way the Browns play, they have more than enough guys that have the size and strength and speed to do some damage. Um, so I'm hoping that, that, that if they can, if they can get a hit on him, maybe they can, you know, force a mistake. Maybe they can get a fumble out of him. Maybe they can cause him to sort of think about it and throw a bad pass that becomes an interception for a defense that, that has that, but if they do nothing else and they keep him in the pocket and they, they, they can do those things, which they're very built well built to do. And this could be a big week for Emmanuel Ogba as a defensive end only because, and certainly you love to have Avery as a pass rusher and he's pretty good at it too, is he and Garrett are both, all three of these guys are very good at collapsing the pocket and sort of keeping a guy inside. And if anything, he's going to step up into your help, which is Ogunjobi and, and, and the defensive tackles. But 
it, as long as Garrett and those guys avoid which what happened last week with Driscoll, where they would give him an alley to sort of step outside, and, and obviously Garrett was critical of himself in the post game. That can really change this game and sort of cause problems, and and then uh, again limit them, make them more predictable. Demarius Randall, obviously a guy who who can see what's coming. Uh, they've just got guys who can make plays. Maybe a guy like Jabril Peppers can step up and maybe catch a a pass underneath or something along those lines. And Joe Schobert, those guys who just have that natural ability to flow around, those could be guys who sort of tilt this game and create a situation where. Uh, the Browns have an opportunity. The thing with the Texans is is they are just – Deshaun Watson is certainly very good, uh, and and their receivers are very good. I, it, despite all that, I do not see this as a team that wants to play from behind. I, I think they, they are a team that wants to play even because, again, they want to keep be able to keep the running game, keep that 11-11 alive and possible. If you can get a quick lead on these guys, I think that creates a big problem for them on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree with you there. I think they need the mystery of you know not coming what's you know not knowing what's coming pre-snap, uh, guys. Where Pete's talking with about collapsing the pocket, and this is something that Gennard Avery is excellent at, and it, it, it's it really impressive because he is a little bit undersized and he is a rookie. It's more of you know when you say walking the tackles back, you were collapsing the pocket by. It's not you getting there. It's now that Deshaun Watson is going to see, you know, his five offensive linemen, four or five, you know, defensive linemen or a blitz or whatever added into it, and there's not much room to escape. So you know, you know, and what some of what Miles did last week is as bad as he was whipping these left tackles of the Bengals. There was a big hole to just get underneath Miles Garrett and get out to the left side. So you're going to need more of that. And, and yes, I mean, I. And, but here's the thing, you know, I, I, we, as much as we talk about Baker and look, he's going to be under a lot of heat. The the offensive tackles for the Houston Texans are garbage. Remember, this is a team that, uh, you know, took. Uh, oh, Pete, help me out here. Florida State tackle was a Brown. Now, you know, then with the Rod Johnson. This is a team that wanted and went out and after the Browns cut him, pursued Rod Johnson. That's how bad the tackle play is for Houston. So, I mean, we could easily see, I mean, if you saw double-digit combined sacks from both these teams, don't be surprised because that's how bad the tackle play is for the Houston Texans. And for the Browns, look, the tackle play, you know, with Greg Robinson, it's gotten better, but that's just how many guys Houston can bring in pass rush situations. Guys, uh, this is the uh, Locked On Browns pregame tailgate edition here. Uh, your host here, Jeff Lloyd. Pete Smith joined me as well. Chris Manning, uh, host Locked On Cavaliers, does a fantastic jo- uh, job, guys. Uh, works really hard navigating. Look, guys, these shows are really, really hard to do. You know, when the times in the schedule, uh, the the record are very difficult for a team. Chris Manning, keeping it together, doing a great job, getting you guys some great content on Locked On Cavs. Go ahead, make sure you download it and subscribe to Locked On Cavs with Chris Manning. Uh, now, uh, Pete here, we're going to keep going with this a little bit, though. Now, you brought up Peppers. You brought up Kindred. Do, do you think possibly one or two, either one of these guys, possibly some sort of spy role this week? You could. Um, that's a good question. Is a question. The question is who? Honestly, the guy who should do it is Jamie Collins. I mean, And this is what we talked about last night, though. Are you getting... This is we need we need good like we talked about TJ Carey, we need good Jamie Collins this week. We need the oh hey yeah, all right yeah I feel like playing today let's have some fun. Right, I I do think that's a big part of it, and certainly like he's he's been mercurial since his time with the Patriots. Uh, you know you just never know 
Well, this is what happens when you get a guy who's really good at football, but doesn't really love football. But, I mean, look, I mean, he's making a boatload of money, but look, I mean, now there's no, you can't just be part of Cleveland and just collect your money. You know, you know the, the stakes are higher. Jamie Collins, you got to step up Sunday. Well, that, but the other part of this is I think Jamie Collins' play is almost a direct reflection of of having Joe Schobert in there. His play goes up the second Joe Schobert shows up because Joe Schobert takes so much of the field and reduces the responsibility of what you really need out of out of a, a guy like Jamie Collins that it allows him to do something like this. And when he sort of reduced role, I think he's a lot better. Uh, and, and that's where I think this could could be the reason they do it is because J- Joe Schobert allows you to do so much with the defense that it, it, it can allow a guy like Jamie Collins to do that. Um, but but if, if they're not confident with Collins, certainly – Peppers would be more than up to the challenge, uh, and, and and that would be, you know, an interesting way to play it. The the fact that the Browns are athletic as they are, in terms of their safeties and and linebackers, it, it really gives them a lot of options and really allows them to sort of match up well against a team like uh, Houston and a, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. So I, I'm kind of curious to see how they do it, but but I think. That's the answer. The, the 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 other question is is because they are so athletic, do they even feel it necessary? Uh, and that's that's sort of an, another question that comes with this. But yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I think Jamie Collins is the guy to do it. Well, the, and then there's this also comes brings back to the you know look we talk week in we check week out when we're doing these pregame shows and you know and we talked last week. I said Pete, there's not a guy here for the Cincinnati Bengals that concerns me whatsoever. Do you maybe also look at this game and go in the mindset of, look, we understand Nuke is going to get his, but I don't want anybody else on this Houston Texans being the guy that we lost the game over, whether it's a Demarius Thomas, whether it's Lamar Miller, and I don't want to hear anybody get excited over, you know, oh, look at the week he had. Look, two, Tex- two Titans blew a tackle and gave the guy a 97-yard touchdown run. That's a, I, don't, I think of great backs in this league, Lamar Miller is just not one of those guys. Is this one of those, like you did with Julio, look, he may get his 100 and a score, and like you said earlier, don't let him get 150 and 3, but look, you know, do you play with the understanding of, you know, Nuke is going to get his, but I'll be damned if I let anybody else on this team beat me. Right, and that's why I think the best play the best play is having TJ Carey cover him is like he did with Julio. Julio got some. But- and, and like what Randall did with Mike Evans. Look, you're, I'll keep you in front of me, but you ain't getting behind me. Right, and and it's just a matter of frustrating them enough that you can you can really be a factor. Um, but but I mean that's the thing is 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 I think it's more about uh, with with right. It you don't want anyone else beating you, but De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. The the guy I would sort of couple with that is don't let Deshaun Watson make Lamar Miller a factor, and I think that's the thing is it's not that Lamar Miller is a great, great back. He's not. But if Sean Watson is sort of able to create with his legs and you're sort of having to, to deal with him, now does that open up opportunities where Lamar Miller may not be a phenomenal back, but he's good enough where he's going to frustrate you and potentially he only needs that one play where he's going to break through and make a big, big one, and 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 potentially 
uh, break open and end a game. That's the only thing I'm curious about from that angle. Well, I mean, they've done a pretty good job with that. But if you did notice last week, you know, some people were mentioning Joe Mixon and, oh, the totally orange. It, it, most of it came on three runs. you got to be careful with those because, you know, that's one thing Lamar Miller can do. He can If, if there's an avenue there for 20, he can take it to the house. He does have that. So, I mean, you got to you know contain those edges. And, you know, most of the time, Agba is good with that, unlike a guy like Chad Thomas. Um, contain the edges. Do not let him get outside. Obviously, with Joe, you've got all the linebacking you need to clean up. Jamie Collins, like you said, does play better when Joe is here. Look, Jabril has no problem getting his nose, his nose dirty and Kindred in the run game. So don't, you know, just make sure you don't let one of those break your back. Pete, if you had to say winnability-wise, would you say better than half, at half, less than half as the Browns go into this one? I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of people are riding, you know, the high of the last four weeks, and that's fantastic. But this is, now it's, you know, there's... You know, I don't want to say there's excuses, but you got to understand that this is not the product that they've been playing the last few weeks. Um, let's put it this way: it, I think the, the the probability of winning is higher than I thought it would be going into the week, and that's largely because I went back and looked at who the Houston Texans have actually beat. Um, they have beaten next to nobody. In fact, they let's we'll go we'll go down the list. They've won eight games uh, in a row. They beat the Colts. That's a great win. They beat the Cowboys. Great win. Then they beat the Bills, twenty to thirteen. They beat the Jags at Jack- at Jacksonville, twenty to seven. They beat the Dolphins, forty-two to twenty-three. They beat at the Broncos. It's a nice win, nineteen seventeen. They beat the Redskins. At the Redskins, that's a game where Alex Smith broke his leg, 23-21. So yeah, keep the- in mind, Alex Smith, you lost Alex Smith in the first half, and you won by two. And they beat the Titans, 34-17. It's not to say they are a not they are a good football team. Don't get me wrong; you don't get to eight and three by accident. Having said that, the Ooh. Colts and the Cowboys are their best wins, and those were the first two. They have been playing largely Drek the last six. The Browns, you know, you know, maybe we're getting a little over our skis here, but I would venture to say the Browns are better than the Titans, better than the Redskins now, better than the Broncos. We'll, we'll get they'll get to prove it in a couple of weeks. Better than the Dolphins, better than the Jags right now, better than the Bills. So, as much as I this is this will be a very difficult game. I, I, I think it's. You know, I would I would say it certainly favors Houston by the fact that they're at home and they're playing great football with a ton of confidence. Um, the Browns certainly have a little bit, you know, a, a wind in their sails, but I don't think it's like you know. Let's say the Browns do go and win this. I don't think this is David beating Goliath. I just think this is. Uh, it would be a great win. It's a great you know pelt to have on your wall to beat eight three, first place team. But I, I think Houston's a little bit overrated, uh, and, and that doesn't, you know, again, great team, uh, but they've largely, this, this is like, I, I, I hate to say it, this is like playing a Big Ten team this year in a bowl game right now. <laughs> they are, they have played some great football, uh, but I'm not scared of them in, in, in this format. So let's put it that way. Again, I think the Houston Texans are favored, should be favored, but I, I don't think it's a David Goliath situation where if the Browns are able to go down there and win, 
that 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 it's that it's some giant slaying situation, but it would be a hell of a win. Obviously, the Browns at that point would be five, six, and one. Um, you know, this not only would be on with Baker Mayfield as it always is to borrow a phrase from Tony Kornheiser, the area of uh, era of unbridled enthusiasm. But at this point, now you'd be going back and kicking yourself that Hugh Jackson was the coach ever this season because you'd be sitting there going back and looking at all these games that you lost and sitting there going, well, maybe we win this game, maybe we win this game, maybe we win this game. And suddenly you're thinking about, well, the Browns could be, you know, seven-win team right now and marching into December as opposed to, you know – they're playing meaningful games in September, or December, but we know where this is going to end, and it's largely for building something. It's uh, you know proving something to themselves, proving something to everybody else. But they're going to be at home in January. Very much so. Uh, and here's the thing with it: you know where you're going with the Houston Texans. Look, they lead the AFC South um, right now. The way the Colts have been playing the last few weeks, I'm not sure they maybe are the best team in the AFC South. And then you take it as far as the AFC, uh, you know, Kansas City. L.A., uh, New England, uh, maybe Pittsburgh, I don't know. But, you know, they are right now record-wise the best team in the AFC South. But if you're going to actually look at it in terms of the AFC, maybe fourth, maybe fifth, maybe sixth best team in the AFC currently. So, you know, I do agree with you that that's not a David versus Goliath. And, guys, look, I've said, you want to start talking the P word, then go get this W on Sunday. And now all of a sudden, holy crap, yeah, we'll talk about it because – you know, the, what's left on the slate does not look that daunting. So, you know, that is where we're at. Uh, uh, Pete, uh, any, anything you didn't get to here before we start putting a bow on this, buddy? Yes. I am I, I am weirdly confident in Greg Robinson. And it's because... It, right? It's, and, it's just it's, become it's, so... And even still, like, I keep thinking, like, man, Rashard Perriman is going to get a 60-yard touchdown one of these weeks. It's coming. And, and good Lord. God knows nobody saw this coming. Well... Let's put it this way: when we get when we get to the Broncos, I'm going to be worried. Uh, when we get to the Ravens, I'm going to be worried because of how J- Davian Clowney rushes. He's not a speed guy; like he's a he's a convert speed to power guy. He's a bull rush guy. He's not great with his hips and his pure agility. He's a guy who's going to come at you. If there's anything that Greg uh, that Greg Robinson is more suited to deal with. Then what Jadavian Clowney does in the phone booth, it's Greg Robinson. In the, the phone flip booth. side yep. of this, Chris Hubbard terrifies me. JJ Watt is going to hurt this man. Uh, that's where I'm. I'm. I'm very worried about what's going to happen. And, we say and being, we may see a lot of fells. I mean, or even Orson Charles. I mean, there's no way they can let Hubbard go this alone. Right, and the other part of this is because of the way the Houston Texans are. That you know, and a large large part of this, and I've always advocated this with the Browns, is is they have the ability, and certainly the Browns to do. You find the turd, and you line up your dudes, and you go. Yep. Um, you, you there are situations where you could see you, you could see where the Texans would put you know Watt and Clowney inside. On the, this is not the week the right to do stuff. that. Yep. This is not the week to do this. It's you know, if anything, you'd put Hubbard and or I'm sorry, you'd put uh, Clowney and Watt over on the same side yep. with Hubbard, or you put Merciless over there with it. That's the side that scares me. That's the other part. I think the screen game is going to be important, and and we sort of touched on this. Is if they if they're smart, you know, it, it, we you know they've used Najoku, and I really we talked about in the post game. I loved how they used him last week. But if they want to put Duke Johnson and and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time, the thing I would love. 
is some double screen. Uh, is to is to try to get guys going both ways, and try to fool those defensive linemen who are going to you know m- either rush up the field and get beat, or they're going to try to track the screen. Give Baker Mayfield basically a two way go, and you have two guys who can make plays with the balls in their hand. Um, that 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 may be a way to sort of help deal with that. But yeah, it, it's 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 not Greg Robinson who and I, and I, I wrote about this. I, I do think. This game, the Ravens game, and the Texans or the the Broncos game are a huge opportunity for a guy who's on a, a minimum contract, unrestricted free agent, for him to basically make Dorsey get on the phone with his agent and go, "Look, we got to get a deal done. We got to get this guy signed long term, uh, or or whatever. Uh, it may be a, a repeat of the Hubbard contract, whatever. To say we've got to get this guy as a starting tackle. The flip side is is this is a game where you know anyone who's sort of ho- holding out hope for Chris Hubbard, this may be the end of that, and this may be the sort of the Des Harrison uh, reality game for him, where you know he just he's outclassed by obviously JJ Watt's an elite player, uh, and, and that's that's the problem. But but this is the job for Baker Mayfield and why I, why I hate the idea that anyone's trying to talk about when it was Des Harrison, for example, the idea of, well, he'll figure it out. <laughs> this, is the franchise, this is the franchise quarterback. You you have to be able to get guys who can block those. That's the job. If they can't block a guy like Jadavian Clowney, that, then then you've got to, you know, you open the door to getting somebody else for Greg Robinson or he, right tackle or whatever. If he can do this, then now he becomes a real option. Hubbard, you know he's got to be able to block guys like this, or or, or we're talking about moving on. Uh, and I 100% agree. I mean, you know, you might even have to activate. I mean, I will with, with Corbett being out. I'm assuming Des Des Harrison's going to be activated. Maybe maybe you'll end up seeing some Des Harrison on the right side if Hubbard can't get it done. But yeah, there's just too much you know for the future. You know, on the line here, uh, guys. This has been your Locked On Browns pregame tailgate show. Uh, Pete Smith joining here with me, guys. We will have everything for you. Uh, no restrictions here. So as soon as you know the final gun blast, we will jump in and record the postgame show on Sunday. After all the action in Houston, look, I am looking forward to it, guys. And look, this is a you always want to you know. And there's a football term that we, that, that you know I grew up with was dare to be great, and it meant look, this is the time. This this is the game that shows you it. You know your medal and where you're at. This is it. Look, the last month has been great. You know, you kind of hung with Kansas City. You took down an Atlanta team. You went in and just beat the drums out of a team that, you know, for years has kind of looked down at you and never really done anything in the Cincinnati Bengals. But now here it is. Go down, and this team can play good ball on both sides of it. Where are we at? This is the litmus test. It's the barometer. It, you know, it's the heat check, whatever term you want to use. This is the game. We'll have the post game for you, obviously, on Sunday night. Uh, before I do close this up, though, I do want to wish uh, my mother-in-law, uh, my mother-in-law Lori, it is her birthday tomorrow. Um, we are currently, uh, she is currently dealing with uh, chemotherapy for all she's going through. Obviously, you know, uh, stricken with a little bit of cancer here. Great prognosis. Um, you know, look, I tell mother-in-law jokes and I bust her chops. That's what son-in-laws do. Um, my mother-in-law is a fantastic woman. Lori, happy birthday. Uh, enjoy tomorrow. Dinner will be great. Uh, we're gonna get through these next through five through these next five sessions. Get you back strong as ever, and because God knows we need you, big help to me. Um, so for Pete Smith, uh, guys, everything over at NFL Spin Zone. Read the writing. Uh, he does a fantastic job over there. Uh, as far as the Locked On Browns Twitter account, we always keep it follow back, guys. Any questions you have, email you know DM me over there. Anything you want. I've actually gotten a lot of interaction over there lately. Uh, I've gotten a few uh, folks from you know across the you know across the pond, so to speak. 
you know, asking some questions, pro football focus wise, you know, with other things. I'm, I'm always willing to answer anything you guys have and willing to work on some things, you know, to make the show better in your guys' eyes. As much success as we had lately, I will continuously work to put out a better product for you. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, you know, as far as Sunday, guys, look, this is it. Let's let's go. It's time, and you know, it's a big game in December for the Cleveland Browns, and that has not been said around here in an extremely long time. So I'm looking forward to it. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.